Welcome to the Beautiful Project podcast, a space for women to share the extraordinary truths they know about their bodies and their ambitions and all of the parts they believe to be too big in a world that would prefer they shrink. These women are the change makers. If I can do anything, I want to be able to inspire people to just be their best. They are a voice of kindness. What I know is that you can give yourself love right now and that you're deserving of that love right now. They are a creative force unlike any other, helping all of us to see that the path to freedom can be found together. Now, it's not only just a movement, it's really become this collective. These are the voices in our chorus of courage. It doesn't matter how many doors close in your face, you just go back and you open them again. Go make something that you love making. And just, you know, just go ahead and do it. So let's listen in as they sing. There's uh, no real smooth greeting for me to open up this episode of the Beautiful Project podcast, which is sort of true of my entire life right now. Things that I had worked so hard to script and plan and put together, they don't seem to make sense in this space. And so today, uh, I have no scripted opening. I have some loose notes about what I want to share with you. I'm coming to you from my home office, uh, broke out the old Yeti for recording because it's not safe or wise for me to be in the sound studio today. And I sat down last night to upload the next episode of the podcast because I have a series of episodes still recorded from the mamas and the makers, from these women who are a creative force in the world. And as I was listening to the episode I intended to share with you, I realized how dissonant it was. So I don't know if you've ever listened to a piece of music and you are feeling the harmony and then all of a sudden someone strikes the wrong note and it's dissonant. It doesn't resonate. And um, as I listened to last night's, or to the content that I had intended to release today, it didn't strike the right note with me. So rest assured, the Mamas and the Makers will be back at some point. Um, But for now, while we walk through this uh, unusual is the wrong word, unprecedented, I don't have the right words, which is unusual for me. Uh, As we walk through this time together, I want to redirect the podcast. I need to redirect the podcast. What I was doing and how I was doing it made sense in a world before this situation that we find ourselves in. And so for the time being, what I want to do is come to you with mini episodes. Uh, It'll just be me over my mic, which is honestly profoundly uncomfortable for me. I really like a QA and a format, generally when I'm the one asking the questions. But I need to be in this space with you. Whether you hear it or not, I need to be here. I need to be here peeling off the layers of my own fear and uncertainty and how I'm going to move through this. And I want it to be recorded for my own sake, for the sake of my daughter, for whom this project was founded, for my children, for your children, uh, for all of us together. I want us to tell this story out loud. And I want us to not forget the things that we learn as we move through it. And so to that end, 
I'm going to come to you with some mini episodes. For today, I really want to talk a little bit about where we're at and what we know and just offer a suggestion about what maybe we can do with the things that are moving around inside of us and around us. What we know is that many of us are at home and um, practicing physical distancing. I like that phrase more than social distancing. You know, it's funny, people often will challenge this idea that I'm an introvert and I am an introvert. I spend a lot of time though in public, which is why I'm so conscious of the fact that I'm an introvert because I need time away from people in order to recharge and fill myself again. But it's funny, all of that introverting and some of the complaining I would do about having to be in public spaces so often, uh, I'm really reframing that now, looking back at it and thinking about what I really wouldn't give for a real-life coffee date with another woman who just wants to connect with me. And I want to connect back with her, and I'm already missing those things, and it's a few days in. So what we know is that most of us are at home limiting our social interaction, our physical interaction. Um, We know that we're living in a time of extraordinary uncertainty, not just about the virus, but about what this means for us in our day-to-day life. We're curious or fearful about the economic impact to ourselves and our families and the places where we work and the people that those places serve. Um, I think for many of us, there's this sense of enormous transition, but we're in this waiting period. It's this space in between. There's a phrase that's used in certain spiritual circles. It's called the liminal space. And liminal space is basically kind of like having one foot in one world and the other foot in the other. And liminal space is the space in between. It is the space of not knowing, the space of of waiting. It's the space in between what was and what will be. And this, friends, is liminal space unlike any other. I've been journaling a bit about what makes this place so hard for me. And it is really just the waiting. You know, we're, uh, this podcast reaches mostly to people in the Midwest and almost entirely to people in the United States. So we're looking at countries who have lived through what we're about to live through, and we don't know what it's like to live through that. And uh, that creates a lot of things inside of the human psyche and inside of the human body. So I don't want to spend a lot of time today going real deep into like, you know, like the practical ideas about what to do to keep yourself well during the viral pandemic. Um, You can get that on literally any Instagram feed. It's not really that important to me. Well, I'll choose different ways about how we want to handle the logistics of this reality. You know, some of us will drop to digital um, solutions to connect with people. Most of us will probably do that. I can tell you, I've had more phone conversations in the last three days than I have probably literally in the last 10 years. So um, I'm appreciating the phone today differently than I did a week ago, for sure. There are lots of people uh, in relationship to the world that is diet culture, the thing that I often talk about and I rail against, um, 
gosh, that's alive and well. You know, we're watching all sorts of memes about, you know, the idea that there are no excuses for not getting in your workout. I I call bullshit. There are uh, plenty of excuses for not getting in your workout. And um, one of them might be the idea that certainly in a pandemic where you're afraid constantly, part of the solution here is to learn how to rest. Part of the invitation, at least, is to learn how to rest. So to the no excuses crowd, I applaud you and I see you and I understand that part of what's happening there is our desire to move away from the discomfort of things that make us uncomfortable. And this isn't going away anytime soon. So my, my hope, my hope for the no excuses crowd is that we will find ourselves invited to trust the reality that we have the skills we need and the resilience we need to feel the things we're feeling and then move through to the other side. In summary, I think a viral pandemic is a great fucking excuse um, to not have to beat the shit out of your body. Uh, It's okay to rest and relax, but I digress. That is only one of the ways that folks are Um, really trying to deal with their uncertain reality. Um, So as I've spent some time sifting through my own reaction, and I have my own reaction, uh, I am a deeply self-preservation oriented person, particularly when it comes to financial security. I have lived through a place in my life where I lost everything. And from that place, I have developed a lot of um, coping mechanisms for how to manage my fear about losing everything again. And in this space, I don't have those same coping mechanisms available to me. There is so little inside of my control right now that the only option I have is to kind of flip my palms over, you know, palms up, open up my hands and realize that the only thing I can do is the next right thing in front of me. So that is hard work for me. And that's just on the financial level. You know, I'm, I'm trapped in a house, not trapped. I mean, I have the gift of a house, really, where I am with my wife and my three teenagers. And I look at them with this mixture right now of frustration and also fear about what their future looks like. My wife and I co-own a business that really is a luxury service for a healthy economy. So we're having daily conversations about what that means and how our business can continue to be of service to the community around us and also help us feed our family. So I have my own reaction here. And it's taken me days of silence to dig something out of all of that chaos that I think is worth sharing with you. So I don't know about you, but one of the things that is true for me when I am in crisis mode is that I move into this place of holding it together. I'm constantly holding things together and I can feel it in my body. And it's like I put all of this in. So I take in all of this news and social feeds and I take in all this information and I start to plan what it is that we're going to do with it. And I'm putting all of this in me. And uh, I 
I end up over full. I feel tight, like my skin is tight. Like I can't take a full inhale and a full exhale. So it is a necessary function, or at least I believe it is, in order for the, the places and the people around me to be able to count on me. And as women, dear God, like that's what we do. We keep showing up and we hold it together for the people we love. And I appreciate that. I think I know how we got here. But last night, I had this moment of realization. So the story, uh, the backstory here is that um, my wife really likes a clean house, which is great. It's been really great for me in many ways. So she got online yesterday and attempted to find cleaning supplies. And as you know, that's a very uh, difficult, dicey reality to try to move through. And she discovered that she really couldn't get what she needed. And it was sort of one of the first times that she had come up against that experience. I had been going to the store. So every time I went to the store, every time I go to the store is like this triggering event where I realized the gravity of our situation, but she tried to get some cleaning supplies, couldn't find them, kind of freaked out a little bit, threw on her coat and was like, I'm going to go find things. So she came back and uh, prepared to cook dinner and she had picked up some other things along the way. And I can just feel it on her. I can just feel it, that, that, that so tight feeling in her skin where she's not getting a full breath. And I asked her to just stop and turn toward me. And I said, the thing I've been realizing is that maybe I don't have to hold it all together. Maybe in this situation, taking up space for me is about learning how to spill over. And as soon as I said that, I watched her face melt and I watched tears spill over her eyes. And I gave her just a few minutes to just spill over. And that's really the message I want to share with you today. Sometimes taking up space is about getting bigger. Sometimes it's about just holding your own. And sometimes it's about just spilling over. Whatever that means. Whether you need to weep. Whether you need to yell. And there are ways to get at this. I know we're all in the same house and so... Maybe you don't want to do it around your kids or you don't want to do it around your spouse. So turn on a hot shower and spill over. Grab a pillow, put it over your face and scream into it so that you can spill over. You are one human being and I don't need to know you to know that you are holding on to a lot right now. Let some of it spill over. The last thing I want to leave you with is something I'm reminding myself of constantly right now, and it's the reality that everything passes. And that includes spaces that are good and easy, but it also includes these places that are uncertain and fearful. It will not always feel like this. Life will not always feel like this. And it is my sincere hope and real, true, almost certainty that what's, what's for us here on the other side will be different, and it is my hope that it will be better. And some of that hope comes from lived experience 
in my own reality. I mentioned earlier that I have lived through an experience of losing everything in my life. And that is uh, still a memory that when I access, I can feel in my body. I can feel the fear. I can feel the, uh, actually very similar things to the way I feel in my body right now. But I also have memories of what happened on the other side. And trust me when I tell you, I didn't think I would have anything on the other side. I didn't think there would ever be another side of that. I could not vision it. All I knew was day-to-day survival. But I have this very particular memory of the moment when I knew something else had shifted. So it's sort of a long story. You get the point. I lost everything. The kids and I were homeless together. We had gone through a divorce. And sometime later, uh, my now ex-husband came back into the picture and we did some work around forgiveness and healing and decided that for the time when the kids were about probably five or six-ish until they were about um, eight or nine, that we lived together. He lived in the basement. I lived upstairs. We co-parented. And yeah, that's a whole side story. But the point is, it had provided some stability that I had lacked for a very long time, some security that I had lacked for a very long time. And so we had been in this new living arrangement for a few months, figuring out the details and some of the difficulties of that. And I obviously, there had to be a lot of emotional work, too, to keep healthy boundaries in that. But there's this memory I have of waking up on Mother's Day morning. Now, the previous Mother's Day had been a nightmare for me. I had been all alone with very small kids, no money, uncertain about how I was going to feed them. The following year, I woke up in this house and my, uh, I remember my bedroom was in this front, um, it was a small house, so I didn't have my own actual bedroom, but it's what really would have been like a four season porch, but I put my bedroom out there. So I woke up that mother's day morning and I remember the sun coming in through the windows, through the trees outside. And I remember just waking up and the sheets were soft and my blanket felt warm, but just the right kind of warmth. And the kids ran in and they had worked with their dad to make me these Mother's Day cards that I still have, obviously. I mean, what kind of monster would I be if I didn't? And uh, I remember reading them and pulling these little people in bed with me and realizing that the storm had passed. This storm will pass. I promise you the thing that saved me through those years of uncertainty and fear and this constant sense of survival, the thing that saved me, when I look back now, I can see it. It is the moments where I was able to spill over. So hit stop on this podcast. Go find a hot shower or a small space or the arms of somebody you love and let some of this come out of you. You still deserve a life that is full and free. Thank you for sitting with me today. I suspect that we'll be in this place for a while. And while we are, my commitment to you is to just show up here naked with a, I mean, not actually naked, by the way. Sorry, I have clothes on. Um, I mean, stripped of the layers and the schedules and the scripts and the things that uh, turn this into 
a more produced experience, I'm gonna show up here with just this microphone and the things that I'm thinking. And it's my hope that this is one of the ways that we can stay connected to each other. Know that you are loved by me. I think of you every day. And we will see this through together.